They could sell that shit for so much money. A dead Javier Botet? A dead witch. Oh. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Pictures can't hurt me, Jack. <laughs> and so next to Jake is someone else who doesn't smell good. It's Mark. Oh. <laughs> Hurtful. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of her feelings, <laughs> yeah. bringing that you in smell from bad. You, you can't smell say bad. speaking of when I ha- when we haven't been talking. So. <laughs> yeah, speaking of. Speaking of is a weird thing to start the conversation, start the whole podcast with. Yeah. It's not even referencing an off-air conversation we were having. It's just out of the just means nothing. Are you? Is this addressing me? Are you addressing me right now? Yes. <laughs> that guy doesn't We're even get us. Good that start. guy doesn't even get us, man. For those of you familiar with our crack attack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a lighthearted romp. We watched 2020's <laughs> His House, which was a Mark pick, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it, and that matters a whole shitload in this one and it's a really good movie raining spoilers pretty so new it's on netflix yeah if you haven't seen it go watch it don't have it spoiled by us yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and hey we do have a patreon going but we're not where your money should be going right now so as it has been for like the last two years all of our patreon proceeds are going to feeding america you can go on over to patreon.com slash atoz horror support the show at your level of choosing get some perks know your money's going somewhere better than our dumb asses but if you can't do that or don't want to or just don't feel like it right now that's cool we just appreciate you being here with us but do try to do something you can for someone who needs it black lives matters.carrd.co remains a good list of resources of ways you can help jack can i add yes, in sir. briefly uh Please one of do. the things that you can do if you are a patreon member at a certain level is pick movies for us to watch and review on the podcast and Indeed. for example we just had a new person join up welcome we will be watching a movie that they chose it's going to be another lighthearted romp That'll be coming at some point during... We don't know exactly where it will fit in, but I did just want to give the shout-out that, yes, we will do it. Uh, Are so you going to say the movie? Other listeners, the movie we will add is Requiem for a Dream. Barrel of Laughs. <laughs> just delightful. And real short, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Snappy. <laughs> and if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some hun- fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. I'm really hungover. Some hun in the horror world. speak. It's really hard to speak. It's fair. It's Sunday. Um, this is going to be the hangover the- cast. I think all of us are a bit, have seen better days. <laughs> well, that's true regardless Like yesterday. Like yesterday we saw Yeah, I was going to say, like, dude, that's just life. Look at, <laughs> look at this. We're in our 30s. Boys, it's time to get getting drunk parts on that score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for these fears? <clears throat> kind of a hard movie to beer. I'm curious where Very you guys Very hard movie that. to beer. Um, I am drinking a Dichotomy double IPA from uh, Belching Beaver. Primarily because this movie is about the dichotomy between like living at home in where you grew up in South Sudan uh, and then, you know, becoming a refugee and moving to London and trying to fit in the dichotomy between like they're sitting on the floor eating their traditional cuisine versus even just like getting at the table and using utensils or like the scene where he's shopping in the mall and buys a polo for seven pounds or whatever, like the just kind of the combination of those two worlds colliding. That's a lot of what this movie is about, and that is a dichotomy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, Mark, you. I went a different direction with my beer selection. I'm drinking so. Coors Light. 
Jesus Christ. this movie is about assimilation into the culture around you. Now, they're in London. We're in America. But what's more American? What would be more assimilation than drinking Coors Light Budweiser. in America on you a Sunday morning? You should have gotten like a Boddington's or something like that. Like a <laughs> yeah, well, beer. I didn't happen to have that in my fridge this morning, did I, Mark? There it is. <laughs> I was going to say, one of your, yeah, your, one of your finer shoehornings of late. <laughs> Yeah. Jake, how about you? <laughs> so, notably, this movie is not just about Bull, the titular he from his house, I suppose. Uh, my Wait, beer... Hold on. Time out. You think his well, house there's... refers to Bull? In a, well, in a certain regard, because there's the whole element... Yeah, definitely, who in a certain way. Who else would it refer to? He's, he's talking Apeth? about the witch, the witch king. It's yeah, the, Ape- the, witch. The, the witch king. in his house is the Apeth's <laughs> the, house. The Lord of the Rings, the witch king. Yeah. Uh, potentially, <laughs> but there's a whole thing. They, they definitely bring in that part. We don't need to be talking about this right now, first and foremost, but we will okay. because you, you came at me. There's a whole well, part of the I struggle thought... where he's like, this is my house. Like, that would be his house. Regardless, it's not just about Bull. Uh, the beer addresses him. I am drinking something called He Who Walks Among Monsters. A big part of this movie is like learning to live with your ghosts, but monsters is a, a close tie in there. This is for the a brewery. crushing weight of survivor's guilt. Yeah. <laughs> this brewery this brewery I've never heard of. Uh Timber Ales, and they worked with somebody called The Seed, uh, which is a living beer project. This is an Imperial Stout with maple syrup, uh, coffee, and cassia bark. Ooh. Um, and this is why we're hungover. <laughs> well, this is why I'm going to be hungover again. It's twelve percent. Uh, it's a big boy. I had never heard of this either, Jake. And I was going to say that that is, uh, I, I will be shocked if this beer doesn't come up again on some future episode. That is quite a name it has. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever see this segment. again. Yeah. Is that co-op? It was at the co-op. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Smells like, smells where good. is that brewery? Uh, good talk. Good sound. Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, drinking oh. beers. <laughs> Jake that is, is uh, startled oil. by the color. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's drinking a black hole in liquid form. No light escapes this beer. Boys, you, as even you the know, head drinking... is black. <laughs> as you know, boys, drinking beers and watching his house isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world over the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other horror shit. So why don't we talk about what else has been rocking our horror world, starting, of course, with paying up on lost beers for fears if anybody has anything to talk about. Horror Question, shit. Mark. Nope. Okay. You're the one that has like nine, Jack. Well, yes. <laughs> I was gonna. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just go into regular Rocking Horror Lovely. World. Why don't I go first? I bow, got bow, a bow. pretty busy week. I've only got two to talk about here. One of them is only, I don't know, might not totally be horror. I'll talk about that one first. Nightmare Alley. Uh, this oh, okay. Is on I was interested HBO. by this. Yeah. Guillermo del this, Toro, right? He's Guillermo del, del, Toro's, del Toro's new Shoot. joint. It's a pretty pretty straight up remake of the 1940s movie um and like don't as someone who is completely unaware of the 1940s movie could you hypothetically speaking hypothetically of course. speaking yeah. Yeah, for the could, listener yeah so this is uh this is a movie starring bradley cooper he is uh it's set in the past in the 1940s i think or maybe 30s just post great depression uh he joins up with a carnival and learns like about how they do their, you know, carnival trickery and mentalism tricks and stuff like that. Then he goes off on his own and uh, starts a mentalism act of his own and shit goes awry for him. Um, how horrorish is it? <clears throat> how horror is it? I guess is the better way. It to is ask that question. pretty horror because there's a lot of the 
um, freak show kind of parts of the circus, including the geek show. I don't know how familiar you guys are with like old timey carny stuff. Isn't, aren't but, geeks just people who cut the or bite the heads off chickens? Isn't that like yes. the whole thing? Yep. And they they are like typically they were taken. It, it's like the the carnival person would find someone super down on their luck, like you know, drug addict or alcohol addict, and get them hooked on opium-laced booze and then make them more and more desperate until finally they bite the head off chickens in a ring for another, you know, hit of the opium booze. Um, Cheery. And yeah, and that's that's a big, big prominent feature of this movie. That stuff is all pretty horrifying and pretty horror-y. There's also a lot of, like, cinematographically, it's kind of horror-y, but it is horror-ish. I don't think it's, like, too close to actually being a straight-up horror movie. What Much I'm, more of a drama. What I'm hearing from you is that we shouldn't review it because then at least one of us would have to drink some opium booze. <laughs> yeah, okay. absolutely. That would be bad. Um, That'd be a bad choice for all of us, I think. But I really liked the movie. It's a really good movie. My wife did not like it. Uh, it is a little over long, I think, but I'm also... This movie's, like, tailor-made for me. I'm super into all the old-timey, like, flim-flams, cons that old-timey carnies would run, and it gets deep into all of those. I love it. I've always said that that Jack is a flim-flam man. He's a man I of flim I wish flams. I was a flim-flam Riding man. around big on... big flim-flamster. Trains from town to town, <laughs> from carnival to carnival. Just flim-flamming. Sounds flim-flamming. amazing. Every town he hits, he flim-flams. <laughs> so, I can recommend it as a movie. Can't really recommend it as a horror movie. What's is um, it long? It seemed long from the trailer. It is long, like two hours twenty minutes. Oh, like yeah, the fuck yeah. up. Uh, but it's so very, long. very good. <laughs> the other one is undeniably horror. This is a Shutter exclusive that I think debuted not too long ago. Slapface. Ah, I, slap I face. almost. I was hovering over the click play button on this this week. <laughs> How is it? Uh, it's good. It, the quality is there. Uh-oh. Okay. It is fucking bleak, man. I watched three very bleak movies this week. Because <laughs> His House is very bleak, Slapface is very bleak, and Nightmare Alley is pretty fucking bleak. Um, Say more. So Slapface is, uh, you know, there's two brothers. There's an adult brother and a child brother. Their parents die. The kid is being taken care of sort of taken care of by his older brother but there's also some maybe abuse going on and then horror ensues and it's like an allegory for isolation and what can that can do to a person it's really well done the kid who plays the kid is a very good actor i don't have his name pulled up here he is it only only very infrequently like dives into irritating kid territory but he's on screen for like the entire runtime so that's pretty impressive um, bleak movie with kid who's facing difficult odds seems to be a thing of late. Like Antlers was all over that. Or trapped in the Not saying these are the same, but that's a the lot. Behind the door. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't the watch that for one. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, Why? That's too much. It's yeah. It look. It's a really good movie. I yeah. don't know that I could recommend it just because it's like. Oh, sure. God. Well, I'm kind of. Ha- I, I don't. I would not have been in that mood as I haven't for years now. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty quality. I mean, it's 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 pretty undeniably well made. I'm I'm excited to see what this team does next or these people. Sure. They're all it's acted very well on all all sides. And nice. That's all I've got to talk about, Jake. Why don't Me you next? Up? Yes. What you got? Uh, Jack, I watched a movie that you and I have seen a few times before. I had a pretty busy week. This was one that I was able to kind of throw on in the background just so I could have something to talk about. And upon completion, I realized that I had very little to say because we've already done it. Like. 15 times on the podcast and my views haven't changed on the movie with another viewing it was black mountainside 
Uh, It was just an easy one to throw on. I still like it as much as I always have. It holds up. It's been out for eight years now, which is a weird thing to think about. How many years? Eight. Well, I don't know. So eight, according to IMDb, because I went through the whole process of being like, when the hell did this come out? And it says 2014. But I don't know when we were. Festivals, maybe. Right. I don't know when we were able to get our hands on it. And the more I think about it now, I think it was probably more like 2016. Because this definitely came out when we were able to watch it. Like, and discuss it on the podcast is what I mean. Uh, So it, yeah, 2016 to us probably. Still quite a while. We've been doing this for a long time. That's weird. Black Mountain Side is very, very good. That's actually more of my commentary is how long we've been doing this podcast and project. Long time. Go watch it if you haven't heard of it, folks. Uh, It's on Amazon Prime for free, I think. I own it. I bought it some time ago. Uh, it's, It's worth it. And if you don't know anything about it, go in blind. Totally. Like, yep, absolutely. Uh, Anything else, Jake? No, that was it. Okay, Mark, how about yourself, buddy? So I only have one this week, and actually it's the one that I didn't talk about last week, so I've had kind of a low movie-watching week. It's mostly been video games, and then also we watched Teller High Water last week when we did have a good movie slot, because uh, that movie fucking rules, but it's not a horror movie, so I'm not going to talk about it. Go watch I watched that High too, Water. Mark, that, is, that movie does fucking rule, but I disagree with you that it's a Western. It's whatever, it's a neo-Western. I'm pretty sure everyone other than you thinks it's a Western. I still need to weigh in. <laughs> I mean, it. it's definitely like a modern-day Western, but... Whatever. If if your idea of Western like Wind River requires, yeah, similar. It's way less of a Western than Wind River. <clears throat> way more of a Western than Wind. Oh River. God, here we go. <laughs> you meant to say more, right? No. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong? Jesus Christ. There's okay. there's no there's no themes of isolation of man versus nature of industrialization. Like there's there's no new frontier. It's a bunch of bank robbers trying to stick it to the bank and yeah, getting chased by ch- getting chased by lawmen who are Jeff it, Bridges. It's a crime movie and Who a very are good Jim one. <laughs> that I mean, that is kind. Of, I'm gonna need to see it and weigh in. Yeah. Uh, see Wind River too, because that's a good movie. Hey, I have seen. Wind I River. started this by saying we weren't gonna talk about. it. Well, now we are. Guess what happens? <laughs> are you? Do you even know what podcast you're on right now? <laughs> what do you I, think is happening right now? I thought we were a lot more disciplined in our. Oh, that's what you structure. thought. If that's not true, welcome. That's I'm not very disciplined recently. to start with, and then when I'm hungover and. Halfway through my first beer, I'm way it, less You snap in. It's like <laughs> lucidity returns. Okay, Mark. Um, the movie I did watch was a recommendation from one of our patrons. I believe it was Julie, but sorry. You got to get it been, right. been Jennifer. I can't remember. Um, Aftermath from 2021. Okay. Uh, this is on Netflix. I think this was thrown out as sort of a runner-up for uh, one of the like best movies of the year. Um, kind of an interesting recommendation. Jack, you should watch this movie. Jake. Okay. I mean, it's good. If you're in the mood for like a good kind of eh, straight up the middle movie, but why is it more of a Jack thing than a me thing? That's what I'm curious. Because about. Jack historically, th- this is a specific type of movie that I'm not going to spoil, and he has historically liked this okay. style. Ooh, fun! What can you say about it to not get spoilery? Um, well, one funny thing about this is if you want to watch a movie filled with people who you think you've seen from other movies but actually haven't been in any other movies. This is my recommendation. Those to you. are weird. Everybody Iceman looks so this. familiar. All the Sean Ashmore is in it. He is okay. he is recognizable. Um, and to be clear, you're, we're not speaking, listener, of the twenty. We're not talking about the twenty seventeen Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Aftermath. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. No, this is Sean Ashmore, and it's on Netflix. It should be relatively easy to find. Um, Sean Ashmore was Animorphs, wasn't he? Yeah, I know he was in a heartbeat. Anybody else out there remember In a Heartbeat, the show about no, a bunch of teenage paramedics? <laughs> it was on the Disney Channel. No. no. <laughs> go back, go back and relive that one. Before Iceman was Iceman. 
he was a 14 year old paramedic who had to who had to not disclose that his PE teacher or something like that had a heart attack because that would have been a HIPAA violation. I've it's added it to my show. list. <laughs> add, add in a heartbeat, too. Add in a heartbeat? Okay, good. Let me just pop that one. Add both. Um, yeah, so uh, general conceit of the movie is a couple going through some hardships moves into a new house that is haunted. Um and hilarity ensues, except it's not really a hilarity. I was going to say it's like it? a, it's more of a, it's more of a psychological uh, losing your grip on reality type movie. Um, people getting fucked with in a house. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it on Classic. Netflix here. It says genres colon horror movies, <laughs> which it's, seems it's odd. Genre is horror movie. Horror movies. That's what it says on Netflix. Here. Okay, that's confusing. Um, <laughs> not too much else to add there. It's a. Um, I don't, it's not like a fully turn your brain off. Um, but it is one of those ones you can kind of just cruise through it. You're not doing calculus to, to watch this thing. Um, I'd give it a, I, I mean, I, I think it's a good recommendation. It wouldn't be anywhere near the top of my list for mm. 2021, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't really talk or just like know about a movie, then it's it worth is, checking out. It is always funny to see the ones that like, obviously we, we do HRR every month. So we have a good understanding of what comes out. Yeah. And yet. His house, another notable example, uh, and also both of these are Netflix. Yeah, but, fuck Netflix. I was just gonna say <laughs> that's impossible. But yeah, it's, it is kind of funny when one of these completely flies under the radar. Uh, we don't know about it, and then we hear about it like a year later because it's good. KG bastards. Anyway, notably with his house, that was our movie of the year, <laughs> and we hadn't. Yeah, heard that. It. I yeah. mean, that happens though. It's really hard sometimes to tell what's going to come out on Netflix. It's not good info out there. All we do is try to collect what we can from the internets and sometimes it's successful and with Netflix it's usually not. Yeah, fucking Netflix tells drops the movie like 12 hours after they release the trailer. They're like, "Oh, by the way, we have this thing coming out." Yeah. And then sometimes the only advertising they do is like, "We'll do an auto roll of this on the Netflix page for 8 hours and then bury this somewhere deep in Netflix." Yeah. Mhm. It is kind of funny to me that Netflix doesn't promote any upcoming stuff, right? All of their things are day of release. Yeah, I mean things. that's by choice, for sure, at this yeah, point, yeah. and it must work for them. Okay, well, that was Aftermath, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. That was the only thing I watched yeah. last week. Yeah. I have been playing a lot of Demon Souls. Demon Souls is awesome. That's horror. Sure. Yeah, that's horror, Jason. You're slaying demons and taking their souls. And taking their souls. And some, more often, they're taking your souls. Yeah, yeah, they take my souls frequently. Always. All you can get them back. It's okay. Sometimes. There's a moral to that story. Yeah, sometimes. Not when, not Let's the go swamp. to the feature presentation. Fucking hell. <laughs> Over at this week, we watched 2020's His House. Now, Mark, you picked this movie, and mm-hmm. I think I know why, because I also would have picked this movie if you hadn't, for, I think, why? the same reason. Well, yeah. Why were you going to pick the movie? Ooh. Because it was really good. We didn't really talk about it in earnest, because we all watched it, like, before the omnibus, and then we picked it as our favorite movie of that year, and it's really good, and we want to talk about it. Why'd you pick it, Mark? Well, I mean, you know, I it, it had been almost a week since we talked about... Um, Stuff that we are absolutely not qualified to talk about, so I felt oh, like his yeah. house on the list. Yeah, um, but yeah, also to Jack's point, yeah. and also, I mean, historically, this has been my lane of going back and picking the. Somehow, we've only had like one movie that we've actually reviewed in earnest on the podcast be the movie of the year. So get I wanna, out. I, uh, I don't think get. Out, I think get out came out at a weird time relative to the omnibus, where none of us had seen it. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. Uh, but case? in any case, we haven't reviewed most of our top ones officially on the podcast, so I've been going back and selecting <laughs> all of our top ones. Thank you for this service. 
So I, I think like we it. only have one left. I don't know the fuck our top one. What is it? Uh, well, you'll see in the next draft. No, just you? tell me. Uh, you'll see in the next draft six months. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. well, we're gonna do better, I think. D- Devil's Candy is the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. Devil's Candy fucking rules. Let's but, do it. Um, Pruitt Taylor Vince, baby. But yeah, I mean, his house loomed large <laughs> on that list, and we needed to watch it because I fucking love this movie. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd only seen it the once before. I, it's you once. guys same. Once, yeah, just the once. It came out in October, the end of October, twenty nineteen, right? No way, twenty twenty. Yeah, was it twenty twenty? It, I, yeah. I swear to God, if it was twenty nineteen, my life is going too quickly. It was twenty twenty. You're right, twenty twenty for sure. I mean, it is um, going too quickly, but yeah. And I remember we, I watched this in like middle of November. Yeah, as we were all rounding up our uh, omnibus picks and getting organized for that, and I just remember gonna... sending out the back, back bat signal and just being like, guys. You need watch to watch this. this. Do this. <laughs> yeah. Do this immediately. It goes to the top of your list. C- correct to do so. <laughs> this came out on Halloween of 2020. October 30th. So, sort okay. of. All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Mischief Night. It came out on Mischief <laughs> Night. <laughs> what were the other options in that? I, I don't know. Damn it. You were referring the other to- options in what? what oh, I'm referring, referring to the New York to the- Times. Yeah. Like, what is your dialect? Yeah, quiz. what part of the country are you from? Here's oh. 20 questions about what you call something Shh. on the opposite corner or what do you call the thing in the middle of the road that has grass on it. It's outrageous. Have you done it? Yeah. It fucking... Boise's an option and it tells me I'm from Fresno. It's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't have some of the key linguistic things like coyote versus coyote. It was missing a lot of regional stuff, too. Well, sure. It had a lot of stuff. There were enough yeah. questions. It was I fine. Mean, Except for the fact it, they put me in Fresno. <laughs> it generated a lot of buzz. Hey, let's talk about his house. Mark. Talk about Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, house would be a good Wordle word. Yeah. No, it's five. Never mind. That that it. Yes, it is five. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not Wordle's six. five. <laughs> good God. I, guys, I've played Wordle three times. Totally. Yeah, you're getting in. <laughs> what happens now? Mark has to talk for 30 seconds. Yeah, Mark, you picked this movie, and you know what that means. You have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds mm. are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Bol and Riel are South Sudanese refugees who lose their daughter uh, on their journey away from their country. Uh, they wind up in London and are put in a, tr- in a row house, um, basically trying to piece their lives back together and are asked to assimilate into society uh they find that the house is haunted by uh a witch doctor because they actually kidnapped their daughter the witch game. uh so not their daughter and then got her indirectly killed when the boat sank and then they come to terms with living with the grief of surviving time um, you got you got you brought it back at, at the 18 second mark i was like oh my you really God. gotta set the scene okay hey i know i did basically the same was, thing last week i was also curious how you were gonna handle the twist right if you were gonna say they kidnapped a girl and pretended she was her daughter and then got her killed i think or you did you it the right way you did they did it the way that they did it in the movie i yeah, yeah i think uh the one i guess piece of flavor text that i'm missing here is the Obviously, kidnapping is bad, but the kidnapping itself was selfishly motivated so that Bull could get on a bus fleeing um, a town that was being overrun by um, rival soldiers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, straight kidnapped the girl to save his own ass and then got her killed, ostensibly, a few days later. Which, uh, it, yeah. look, Jack mentioned it earlier, shit's bleak, yo. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very dark movie, and... Jesus Christ, it's powerful. <laughs> yeah. We'll dive all the way into that, but not before we talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, except for Supernatural. 
I was curious which way you're gonna go. Um, because you it was always either that or things going bump in the night. That's not a thing. I mean, on our list, of course, it's a thing. But our list is too tight for that to exist. Come on. Is that not a thing? We don't have that? Sub-sub sub genre. Old dark house, then? Sub-sub sub genre. It's not an old dark house. It's a, it's a new shitty house. <laughs> what? But, like, but you know what I mean. It's a haunted, ha- haunted house, then. Haunted Fine. house. Yeah, I like how you went to like seven different things <laughs> before haunted house. Supernatural's good. Supernatural also haunted, haunted house. house. Also foreign. foreign. Double yeah, foreign, foreign. For sure. Uh, drama. Do yeah. we have one that's like political or something? I'm Is just going to leave that at drama. You're struggling against the bureaucracy, the cold, the cold bureaucracy. I mean, a of big a part of the democracy. horror in this comes from how it, refugees it, are treated. It, it is yes. that is true. That's, I'm just gonna. I'm just saying drama, dude. Yeah, I think drama's fine. The refugee experience. I, I mean, said it's bleak. It's bleak. It's yeah, bleak. It's yeah. bleak. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so well, what the fuck? Dead movie air. Does That's what it does. And, Those are the things. I mean, the the what the movie does right. I think prime is it's such a powerful story about like the refugee experience and their whole existence and it is very affecting yeah the one one of the first things that i talked about when we were discussing this back i guess two years ago now on the omnibus um eh, like a year and a half ago whatever um thank you was you normally you have like we had just reviewed The Conjuring, I think, and I was going back to Ron Livingston's <laughs> family in that, where they're like this sure. charming white family who moved into a house, and like it's unfortunate if you lose your investment because that shit's haunted, but yeah. you can you can just leave. You can go stay at a yeah. hotel. You can go yeah. home to wherever you grew up and ostensibly just continue living your happy little lives. Yeah. Uh, when faced with like getting stabbed to death by this ghost, <laughs> by the ghost of his daughter <laughs> or kidnapped child, uh, yeah, th- he chooses th- to stay in the house because he doesn't want to go back to Sudan. <laughs> yeah, that's that right there is intense. Right. Yeah, it's it, you know it's a real dichotomy. <sighs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's walking among monsters, man. He is. Yeah, and drinking Coors Light. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in England, in jolly old England. Yeah. Hey, two of us tried. He's this big. He's red. His feet hang out of bed. Peter Crap. Okay. There is. Yeah, and that's another relief. So I there's there's. The breadth of horror here is is what's super interesting about it, right? You have absolutely fantastic jump scares. One of my favorite jump scares that we've seen in recent months is when he's lying on the floor uh, trying to get shit out of the vent. Behind him. And then he, like, yeah, sits up a little bit, and the girl's lying behind him yeah. just kind of wheezing. That that's the scary. exact one I was going to well, talk that's, about, Well, it's because it's by far the best one in the movie. It's yeah. so fucking good. That, that one got me again. Yeah, yes, exactly. And I knew it existed. You have, like, large... Uh, set piece like supernatural hallucinations that aren't necessarily jump scary but are pretty intense. Yeah. And then you have, like I mentioned earlier, just struggling against the cold bureaucracy of being a refugee and having to yeah. assimilate. Like ju- the, one of the most fantastic scenes on second viewing was when Rial is walking around trying to get the to the doctor's the office, maze. and nothing supernatural is happening. Yeah. She just can't find her way through yeah. London, and she sees the same kid kicking. It's like this weird dystopian future. Yeah, yeah. The same kid kicking the soccer ball against unmarked cement walls, and then it is gets a accosted by a bunch of annoying teenagers and fuckers. All that fun stuff. So yeah, the, this movie is doing. It's it's this is not a one note movie. We watch a lot of things. Yeah, where the, there is only one type of scare, mm-hmm. and this is a notable 
contrast to that. And you mentioned Lots this, but you you mentioned this, but you added a lot to it. I think for good reason. But I do just want to reiterate how interesting and important is the wrong word, but I can't think of a better one at the moment for a a job this does at presenting you with a situation where you can't just leave to tie it back to the conjuring thing. The fact that they remove the ability to have a safety net, a rational way to get out of the situation is a really awesome in the literal sense way to stage the horror that ensues. Mm -hmm. And that's super, it sounds not unique, but it's super unique. Like you don't see a lot of that. And I, I, I really appreciate the fact that it's able to do that. It's so well thought out, too, because him, like, the scene where he tries to get them a new council house yeah, is, like, but, and that just further adds to their plight because now he looks unhinged because of all the hauntings that have been happening to him, but the government worker doesn't know that. Matt Smith doesn't know that. So it's, like, it's doubling down on the horror in really interesting ways because him doing the, I guess, rational, reasonable thing of trying to get a new house is making things a lot worse for them because of what the haunting is doing to him. It's fucking great. I also like the way they inject the, basically the conversations between Rial and Bull, where Bull is like, we are here. I am not going back. London is great. I do not miss our old life. Uh, Let's try and assimilate as hard as we can. And Rial represents more of... um, nostalgia i guess for the good times where they where they were from like well, you have and that... also maintaining her cultural identity <laughs> exactly yeah she's still yeah. speaking dinka she's still uh making making dinner and serving it on the ground and eating with her fingers instead of utensils and pushing and pulling opposite of what bowl is trying to do to assimilate he she's he's the one trying to burn all their stuff and she's the one trying to save the things that are important to her and i also think it's incredibly important speaking of breadth of scares the flashback sequence to South Sudan when she's in the classroom is oh phenomenal God. because it shows her in her happy place, right? Like the mm-hmm. Apeth is showing her this because it knows it's drawing her back to South Sudan. Uh, and then just the the cut, the, the visual, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but basically the sight gag that they have of her being rescued from the classroom where it's completely empty when Bull walks in yeah. and then filled with massacred it does. It does a students. lot of this type of thing throughout yeah. it as well. The yeah, the sight gag reveal thing. Yeah, it does that a lot. Yeah, and to great effect. I, I, yeah, and this is where you can start to like <laughs> just load on all the praise. Right, there are seven different things that you just mentioned. I mean, not seven, but you know what I mean. That this does tremendously. I think this yeah. movie is shot. Phenom- I mean, this is honestly like cinematography. Oh. It's editing. It's all of it. it and is- this is like Remy Weeks' only movie. <laughs> it's- Fuck, is that true? Confused. Is that true? Did, uh, did you he has a bunch a of like shorts. budget for this. I was looking for no. a budget. It looked like ten million dollars is the best I found from like an article before it came out. Ten mil, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Which, like, I mean, the effects may like. It actually seems high to me. Yeah, in a weird I way. Don't know. Um, but Mark, and and to go along with what you're saying about the the personalities and the, the character traits of the characters in this movie, like they all keep coming back. Right, Bull at the end of the movie, like that ending pays off so hard because you'll learn that like he was unwilling to even think about the past. Like he's trying to totally assimilate because he's unwilling to confront what he actually did. Yeah, and he's just like, no, we're just gonna fully start over. It's it's and that the consistency yeah, of that, it's so well thought out. And smart. he's run, he's running from it for yeah. sure. Survivors, and, uh, she's survivors' not. guilt is not something that we see 
all that often in horror, which is interesting because of all the genres, this is the one that people are surviving the most in. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's also, but it's way... not really survive. I mean, it is survivor's guilt, but it's more than that. Well, it's initially <laughs> it's, survivor's yes and. guilt. And then, I mean, there's a lot of survivor's guilt built into it anyway, right? With the yeah. conversation that Grial is having with her doctor of like, I gave my, I was born, I had these since I was a little girl and I gave myself these. I, what was her quote? I survive by belonging to nowhere or something like that. It's Great quote. along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Um, and I just completely lost my train of thought. What was I talking I about? I love it. I don't know. <laughs> I you were well, you were doing a you were taking a wide circle to get to some very precise point and I don't know what it was, so yeah, okay. Well, I mean, Sunday, Sunday, here, Sunday, we, Sunday. Yeah. we should talk about the performances because they're also I was just fucking there. stellar. Yeah. It's so, I mean it's tremendously well acted. <clears throat> yeah, so you have Sope Derisu who plays Bull, um, and you have uh Wumi Masaku who plays uh, Real. Real. Yeah, sorry. And she's in a ton of stuff now. It's fun to see her pop up in a bunch of stuff. Sobe yes. is younger than us. Jesus. She Doesn't is. that... He, he? I mean, obviously, <laughs> oh, like, is. there's a world wariness, too, to the character, but... Yeah. I would not have thought he was younger than us. <laughs> Me neither. I thought they I were, like, like an older that couple. Very much. How I, many people are younger than us? Yeah, it's, it's everyone now. It's everyone's I don't know. I don't know if I would have said that they were older than us. That doesn't surprise I, me. I definitely thought they were. Um... But yeah, I, their performances are absolutely fucking stellar. I already, I already highlighted. So the scene with Rial in the doctor's office, I think, is her highlight reel for this. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that she does, but that scene in particular is yeah. absolutely a show stealer. I survived by belonging nowhere. Is the quote, by the way. I was scrolling through yeah. my my notes, and that's yeah. Why you I lost really fucked thought. it up the first time, Mark. Um, and then the scene between Bull and Matt Smith that Jack mentioned earlier is the mm-hmm. other one that's just like, damn. There's some yeah. acting chops happening when he fucking smashes smashes the glass, the glass in his oh, hand. So good because he's like and, laughing because he's so uncomfortable. Yeah, there's yeah. so many there's so many shots of him cry laughing. Cry laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It's a powerful move, man. Yeah. If you can pull it off convincingly, it's very uh, manic and. It's worth talking about Matt Smith's performance too. Obviously, he's given less to do in the story. Isn't about him at all. But having this character who is seemingly empathetic but also part of a system that is very cruel to these people is like a really interesting thing and matt smith does a really good job of towing that line of like i do have empathy towards you but also i'm gonna say like i hope you guys are one of the good ones it's like jesus yeah he's just calloused right you know it's yeah, like the shit that a, happens to doctors fucked up system <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah definitely a good performance he provides uh, is would you would you say he provides levity here, a little a bit? Little the bit. amount that exists a in this modic- movie, yeah. Um, he provi- all the levity that is there a is provided by him, well, <laughs> and certainly towards at the very end of the movie, like when he's smiling when uh, Bull tells him she killed the witch, and he like gives that little yeah. smile smirk like that. I think it it doesn't create the happiness that exists at the end of this movie, but it definitely like amplifies it, wraps okay. it up. Like that smile is a release. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll That's get fair. back to happiness at the end of this movie as a topic. Um, Javier Botet, great job as always. Oh, fucking. <laughs> and the witch itself looks really good. It's, it the does. Apeth. It does and, not but, okay. it does and it looks very similar to like a lot of recent creature designs, uh, yeah. which I don't think is really a bad thing. It's just noteworthy, right? Like it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the man with moonlight in his eyes or whatever from Gerald's game. Mm-hmm. It yeah, reminds sir- me of some of the designs we've had recently in... Uh, Midnight Mass. Uh, there's a lot of that vibe going around. It's certainly not an original creature design. Like the, they don't get a lot of points for creature design, but for execution, how how really it good. manifests, like what it is in the context of the film, 
yeah. is and how is and how it looks super cool. Uh, yeah, how it looks is good. It's totally serviceable, and I have no complaints. Uh, yeah, I mean, if yeah. I were spoiler alert, I don't have much this movie does wrong. If I were to, <laughs> oh, my list is long. Don't worry. If I were to <laughs> highlight uh, something this movie does wrong, I would actually probably put the design, the actual physical design of the Apeth in here. Do you think especially, it's a little uninspired? Especially at the I end, could buy it's that. a little uninspired. It yeah. kind of, I mean, it bothers me that it's white. It's um, well, it's like pale leather. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say that it just is from like the sand or whatever. It just kind of weirded me out. If it's if ostensibly it is a you know witch from the region, like why not? Well, I well, mean, the story I, is that it is it was a human from right, that. exactly. Yeah, we haven't mentioned this yet, but this I mean, this is there's a lot of stuff in here that is not our experience in any way, shape, or form. And so, with that caveat, Mark, I have read there's a lot of really interesting mythology and. Um, that kind of like mythos built around albinism, especially in like Sudanese mm. and like that kind of region of Africa. Yeah, that does make sense. So I wonder if that is playing into it at all. I have no fucking idea. But well, and and we should say that like everybody involved, from what I can tell, almost everybody involved in the making of this thing are, you know, either from South Sudan or adjacent countries, or at least are very well educated on what's going on there. So. I doubt that they, you know, this isn't whitewashing, right? <laughs> they weren't like, we need to get a white guy to play this, or people are going to like Hollywood it. Hollywood won't accept this movie if it's not a white guy playing the witch. So, I mean, I'm sure they did. It was just something that sort of rang a little weird to me, was that, yeah, if this person, if this witch why they got Javier, man. was supposed to be a, you know, a local who then yeah. grew magical powers or whatever, why is it a shriveled old white guy? But, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine to go with fan theory albinism, or maybe not even fan theory, just a thing that is fan established. Theory. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't count as fan theory. Someone created the theory, and they're a fan. It's I'm not, a fan it's not of the directly movie. in the script. Therefore, d- it's a fan theory. Mm. I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good, di- <laughs> good discourse. It might just be a pick. I don't know if it's a fan theory. Um, And lastly, the the twist is very impactful. Oh, my God. Boy, oh, so boy, good. I did not see this. Yeah, it's one coming. that can only hit you once, but it is, we're trying to well, that's act like, we're trying work, to act yes. like, eh, some of them get you every time. Because they did a, such a good job, Mark, like you said, making I it forgot. feel like survivor's <laughs> guilt, making it feel like, like, that's, you know, and you don't know what the price they have to repay is when she first tells the story. It's so fucking good. Right. I mean, it's, it's one thing, I mean, I can only imagine how devastating it would be to lose a child and then be haunted by that child's like laughter and shit in the darkness but then to have that to add a layer to that to add a hat on a hat on a hat have it be a child that Bartholomew Cubbins it please you kidnapped for your and, own game. And like made eye contact with her mother as, as she, she was ran running the along car. the outside of the bus about to be slaughtered by a bunch of rebels that were driving into town um uh, yeah, the the guilt is the the guilt is high, and the the twist does something that twists don't always do, which is ratchet up the. It's not really the theme here, but just like completely change the taste of the movie, the texture yeah. of it. Well, I think it also. I mean, it, it reveals what the movie's true themes are, right? At least it, it's which brings non-political themes. themes of running from your past bad acts and stuff. Yeah, and and doing what you know. Once, if you do what you have to to survive, how do you cope with that? Once you have survived, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a tough one to wrestle with. Oof. What else does this movie do right? 
Uh, the ending is really interesting to me because it, like Jake, you mentioned, I said it's, happy, but then it's not, it's not even necessarily happy. Like I they, don't think it is. they obviously still have all of the issues of being treated horribly as refugees, and they're seventy-four pounds a week. You can't supplement your income in any way. But there is, I mean, ostensibly it's, it's though, new, after it's a new day, right? He's uh, he's not running anymore. There's no witch. They've defeated. They've they've killed the witch, and he's now coping. They're both now coping with the. Um, you know the the baggage that they're carrying with them, but mm-hmm. uh, the other the other thing is just like it's daylight when all when everything's out. The room is filled. None of the people are glaring at them or actively trying to stab them, which seems like a good sign. And the other thing, <laughs> well, no, is, they're they're wi- they're existing together. Yes. They're they're together. and and within the world, you're moving. Uh, I mean, this is reading between the lines a little bit, but they were basically on a probation period where they were on that stipend of 74 pounds a week yeah. and weren't able to do it, and they weren't citizens. So passing this test means, I guess in my mind, that they are going to have the citizenship extended to them or at least a visa of some sort that allows you them certainly to, to hope work. So. I mean, but I, 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 choose to, just the, I choose to read that in between the I, lines. <laughs> I thought this was just the investigation from when they came earlier and everything was all fucked up not like a i don't know well well right but i believe the, but the original thing there was to have them yeah, assimilate so sure. that they can progress in the thing that i guess yeah. is well, eventually ends with you having citizenship but i don't it's know it's hopeful too cuz they've rechosen each other right they each like did an act that is choosing the other person uh by confronting some tough stuff and so they're in it together now mm-hmm. in a way that they weren't before i did uh this is this is a nitpick, but while we're on the subject, if you go back and you look at um, one of the, I think it's the first reverse, the first reverse shot. I can't say that the first reverse shot where you see Bull and Real together in the room with all of the other people. Mm-hmm. One of the dudes to Bull's left, I think it's Bull's left. Uh, I was just like a cameraman. He's just like a white dude standing. Well, there's, <laughs> there's I don't really, really get why he's in. No, that no, no, there was a decent mixture of of people of 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 looks and backgrounds and stuff i think that was more of like we want a shot of like this is the refugee like refugees don't all look the same or come from the same place but Mm. like this is kind of a a visualization of of what that experience is like globally gotcha that's what i took it as because there were definitely there was definitely a mixture it hit me hard the first time it's like wait what i saw something similar and then i like looked back and there were like quite a few different people in that shot um well yeah there you have it all right it's a great which again is a it ends on a note powerfully (laughs) yeah it 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 makes you feel things for sure hey i'll tell you what else this movie does right i always appreciate things that lead me down a road of actually like looking stuff up and learning new things um and if you're not familiar with the conflict in sudan and the south sudanese independence and then the ensuing south sudanese civil war uh, I, I did a pretty good dive on this one just so I wouldn't make a total ass of myself on this podcast. Um, and I, I appreciate any time that's, you know, any media really inspires you to go read about shit and learn yeah. stuff and make sure you're up to date on things. So there you have it. I'd, I'd like that. Rainbow, the more you know. Yeah, the more you know. Go learn, read, and have fun. Or maybe not have fun. It's not Well, you should have fun, fun in, ter- in general, though. It's important in your life. Oh, yeah. Have some fun. Yeah, but you should go and learn and read, too. Yeah. Sometimes do both at the same time. I'm but trying to pull us up, man. This is a sad movie. Yeah. Can we talk about what the movie does middle? Yeah. Let's Are do we that. ready? Okay. This movie's so fucking sad. <laughs> it's... 
You're putting that in That middle? was my thing. Oh, yeah. Hev- heavens, yes. It's not what a movie does wrong. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't do it wrong. It's a choice. I wasn't going to put it in does wrong. I, d- I, mean, I can't I, put it in what it does right, sad. though. I don't, it's not I don't, accidentally I, know, I know, but it doesn't hit me as right. I don't just go out being like, I want to be sad today. <laughs> like, I'm not that. Fuck. <sighs> don't look at me like that. I, I'm I saw it in your eyes, Mark. I'm trying not to look. So I'm just Don't make eye contact. <laughs> I'll just stare up at the ceiling for the rest the of movie, the movie. Look, the movie is really sad. And to me, that is that is a choice that I can't put in right or wrong. It just is. And the way I had to, to mark it down in the end is, sure. is no, noteworthy enough I mean, to have to fit somewhere in its middle. It is very sad. It's part of why the movie is so affecting and powerful, but it is very yeah. sad. I put, I mean, the powerful part's right, but then the middle part's that it's powerful by means of sadness. Yeah, absolutely. What I had in middle was, um, I'm curious to know your guys' thoughts on the whole, um, I don't know what you want to call it, the pictures can't hurt me thing. Right. The set piece in the middle of the movie where Bull is floating at so, his dinner where table. Where it, it zooms out as he's cutting. It it's zooms out so from him eating sick. dinner. And what? then he's just in the middle of the ocean, and he has a face to face with the apeth. Uh, and what do you want to know? It's weird. It's, it's such a strange departure it. from the rest I of the movie. Loved yeah, it. The, tonally, it, it it is jarring. Yeah, I loved it. I, there's great aspects of it. Like yeah. the whole point of him, <laughs> the whole point of him having his like his own arms pull his. Because he covers his eyes at first, yeah, and then his own arms grab his arms. He has multiple arms yeah. in this scenario, <laughs> and pulls them to the side, and it looks away, and, and another set of his own arms moves his head back. Like that's a great construction. Yeah, but just the fact that like all of this was set in like fairly realistic. Like the ghosts are all just humans that are hiding in the darkness. In his walls. There's there's a few like zombie monster things that I guess are more CG and makeup heavy, but this is. All of a sudden, well, this brings fucking out of nowhere CG thing world. Yeah, this brings yeah. the nightmarish quality to to life for yeah. really the first and biggest time. Uh, but I think it's important too because to make this witch and its abilities real, I think you have to take that. Maybe not. I feel like it's a good choice to make that jump at some point and really show that like your reality can slip away and now you're in this other place mm-hmm. all of a sudden. I think that that's... I liked how it did it. I could see how someone would be jarred for sure, but eh, it was Yeah, I, I think it was awesome a good place for it because it looks beautiful. It looks incredible. Yeah. It's stunning, but I agree it is jarring. And in the real world, he's just sitting on the couch pissing himself. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That, that is kind of funny that they zip back to him as Riel's like getting out of the house and she's just like, oh, he's comatose. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. I think she knows what's happening. Yeah, he's in oh, the Oh, she definitely place. knows. Some of the interchanges between them are interesting. They don't need to bash you over the head with things. We all hate that when movies do it, but I, I mean, her level of knowing what's going on, like their actual interactions are 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 lean in certain That's parts one of the of strongest parts of this movie to me is you get like they have a it feels like they have a very real marriage that has a lot of troubles and has been affected by a lot of stuff. And, and there's they don't a substantial need to say it. There's a substantial chunk of this movie where, like, she's on the fence about whether or not she's going to kill the guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, that's a lot. It's a bit of a roller coaster from, yeah. a, from a relationship Mark, standpoint. Mark, but you mentioned <laughs> the power of the Um and it's demonstrated by this scene. And one of the things I had in Does Middle is on that same note of the power of the Apeth, the way she kills it is a Does Middle for me. <laughs> it's just stabs it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm like just going to grab you and slit your throat. 
I like the choice she makes. I think it looks really cool. It looks graphic. But I don't love that, like, the way she beats it is like, oh, yeah, I slit its throat. It's like, no, this is a powerful mind. It is kind of funny, right? Like, he's so busy <laughs> crawling into the other guy's skin that he's like, oh, I'm not going to notice you coming up to the front of me and slitting my fucking throat. Yeah, because I was spending 15 minutes getting into this guy's cut. He was really getting off, too, man. He was his ex- his, time, his ecstasy he was savoring was, the fucking flavor. Yeah, he was coming, coming. He's been working on this one for a while. Yeah. You know, this is, <laughs> this is how he climaxes. Yeah. You got to climax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, if you don't climax, then. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> You got a climax. A climax, the actual method of that kill in does middle. Because I I like a lot of the thematic stuff. I don't like that it's just slitting his throat. Yeah, it is weird. I agree with that. There are some aspects of this movie. One of the other things we talked about uh, on the Omnibus forever ago was that it's kind of, this is a very physical movie. And like a lot of times ghosts scare you or push you against something or whatever. Yeah. They don't really have like a direct mean. You're, you're curious how they're going to kill you, but you don't often see a bunch of deadly shit happening in ghost movies. This one is like, you get stabbed. You're going to get stabbed. Oh, yeah. A bunch. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to get shivved like a hundred times and bleed to death. That's how the ghost <laughs> is going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is sort of interesting that there's this tactile nature to all of the violence in this movie where... Maybe that's why they did this, but I mean, yeah, the apath just gets stabbed to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the the big bad just gets his throat slit, and that's kind of it. Yeah, at least it's consistent in that regard. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. The other thing I had in does middle is some of the dialogue between the government workers is like I get why they're doing it, but some of it goes a little bit too far for me. The one in particular of the she's she's just wearing her bed sheet, like when they come to investigate, and he's kind of <laughs> oh, losing yeah. it, and they're Fuck. like the rats did all this yeah. the wall is torn to shit and then when they're going out to the car the not matt smith guy's like she's just wearing her fucking bed sheet man like that didn't ring true to me because one you work in it like you this wouldn't be the first two, time you've seen a refugee that look potentially that wears something like, no not, not yeah, at all it, yeah that's like, just the looks, type of clothes she's wearing pretty normal thing to wear it doesn't yeah. look like she didn't take like a duvet cover and wrap it around herself yeah weirdly. i think the way to put it is like would a normal person be like that's clothing or would a normal person be like that's bed sheets and this and dude normal person would be like that's clothing that's clothing and this <laughs> dude supposedly works in a field that deals with refugee placement yeah it makes no sense and like i get why they're doing it to show like the it's ignorance just people being, of these yeah. guys but yeah, it, that guys, one's over the top. These for me. guys, th- that's over the top for sure. You put it in middle. Where'd you put it? What middle? Middle? Because I get why? why they're doing it, but it is over the top. It doesn't I feel mean, quite yeah, enough like to escalate it to wrong. I don't uh, know. It almost felt like a nitpick. Okay, Maybe I didn't know where we were. I don't know, dude. I'm drinking a ginormous. I don't beer have and it's anything. Going the movie quickly. does wrong, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna fire through what the movie does wrong. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I I am actually curious. I didn't put this anywhere does wrong does middle or does right what do you guys think of the exchange between real and the three uh black british youths on her way to the it's frustrating it is super I mean, frustrating and the i mean the, the kind of the end of the point, scene is they though. tell her to go back to africa yeah that's the point wait, wait, that is the point but also no the point is frustration yeah yeah they're, they're just yeah. fucking with her right i they mean she's having know a... where church street is but they're yeah. just making fun of her and telling her to go five different directions yeah it, it's and this is an area that like it's impossible on like 700 levels for us to comment on but it's uh, honestly like within the context of the movie it's just to to show how out of her element she is in terms of her getting lost in the labyrinth type element that she's going through with the whole thing and the kid showing up in two spots kicking the soccer ball and then she has a run in with those assholes. So there's there's no safety for her out right. there. And it sucks. 
I think I I could be misattributing this, but and I think it appears a lot in black writing, but there's there's a I think I read in a Ta-Nehisi Coates book where skin folk ain't always kin folk is a thing that was uh, that's, like, told to black people and yeah. I think that's what that's embodying, right? Like Yeah, for sure. She's right, hoping they'll help her. That's yeah, and that's kind of why I brought that up. I think that's an interesting scene. We don't often see that type of dynamic. And it's a movie, I mean it's a movie about assimilation and we all know what it's like to a certain degree in terms of black people's experiences are not like what we would expect. So the sure. fact that she is a refugee layered on to them being black British people. Yeah. There are l- numerous layers of it, of it definitely adds to the difficulty. whole thing, right? Because racism is like, a huge part yeah, of yeah, her yeah, yeah. experience as a refugee, but it's not all racism, right? Some of it's just xenophobia. It's there's a lot going on in that scene. It's, yeah. it's to a put lot. a button that's, on and it. that's why I brought up that that scene. Um, uh, probably of all of them in this has the most layers to them. It's complicated. Yeah, and I think it's I I put that in does right. I I put that scene in does right. I I would too, but I also seemed. I, I didn't have a way of concisely putting not, it as a bullet point. I'm so. not smart enough. That on, The whole sequence of Riel going to the doctor is probably it's, the best part of this movie. Well, Ooh. the, the did, did it seem, it seemed a little supernatural to me, the kind of labyrinth with, that she's walking through with the kid hitting the ball against oh, the wall and she keeps one, ending up in the same place. Yeah, 100%. Okay. It seems Good. supernatural, but I don't think it is. I think yeah, it's just. she's just kind of lost. Yeah. yeah, it's just disorienting, right? The whole point of that scene is how disorienting it is to be thrust into this new society and yeah. have this I mean, the kid could have just gone through the gate. The gate, yeah, the gate was locked. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't po- know. The point is, it was it was disorientating. If yeah, you want to do it the exactly. British way, that's what they're going for. Yeah. Okay. Based on that, I think it's safe to say we might not have anything else the movie does middle, huh? What's it do wrong? <clears throat> it makes me confront a bunch of complex emotions that I am not capable of actually confronting, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's also a nitpick. What it does right? That's yeah, a nitpick. That's also what it does right. That's a nitpick. Then <laughs> that's just a pick. That's not that's what I am unwilling to grow as a person, and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Personal growth is scary. Okay, we're stressed out <laughs> hard. Enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I literally had. I mean, aside from I had three things written down. Two of them were it's a bummer, and this movie gives me complicated emotions. Oh, so and, you so you put the negative like how it's sad in the wrong. Um, I mean, if well. I I did, I felt weird about leaving the entire section blank is the thing. Yeah. The third one I was what I talked about earlier that if I'm I'm writing this down purely because I don't want to leave this section blank if I'm saying the movie does something I wrong was it's trying. that the design of the apeth once he crawls out of the floor is a little semi lackluster. Sure. Doesn't sure. doesn't match the timbre of the rest of the movie. I was Even really that is all, it's just it's not as strong as the movie is in other respects. Sure. Yeah. I was yeah. really really trying to find something to put here and it just feels weak. It but does. If I, I almost to... put the kill of the Apeth in here, but I, but even nah, yeah, like, to agreed. Mark's point, it fits the themes. And of the... yeah, and I, when I, while we're reaching, this is a, this is a ninety-minute film. It is ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't necessarily want this. For the record, I feel like this movie could have been five to ten minutes longer. Actually, and what? How? I know that. In the history of the podcast, I've had somewhat a different stance with certain movies in how I view relationships from you two. Most notably, Honeymoon. That's the one that's sticking out. I don't Jesus think that Christ, this was that, that level. That's a conversation we had over five years ago. I don't man. think this is I that level at what all. That take was. I didn't like. I didn't think their relationship was believable. I'm not saying that 
at oh, all gotcha. with this one at all. But okay. there are actually not five to ten minutes longer, like two minutes longer. I felt like <laughs> it, there needed to be like you wanted a love making sequence. Bit, yes, <laughs> full penetration. Did you? Did you not? <laughs> felt like a right movie for it, didn't it? Oh God, uh, no. <laughs> If this is the sunny, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, in any case, what I was going to say is there, as things started to escalate, I felt like there could have been maybe one or two, two more scenes with them actually communicating a little bit because they got on the fritz pretty hard, pretty quickly. And I could have used like a little more trying considering all that they've been through. I feel like they would have done that. Trying what? Trying to work things oh, out like together. He, like he just jumped straight to locking her in the fucking they house. Do- <laughs> that is the scene I'm thinking of, yes. Yeah, okay. Th- that's a lot very quickly to me. And uh, not that it's quickly in the movie, but it's a jump. It's okay. an escalation. I... Maybe one minute longer. I don't know. It's 90 minutes. <laughs> you come down. So you started at five minutes. Ten, well, I said five to ten for the record. Ten would have been you started at ten minutes. Now we're at one. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> I'm landing on two. That's what the movie did wrong. It, it should have been, been two minutes longer. We need two minutes longer of just... Bull and Rial arguing before he locks her in the room. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and that's what this movie does wrong. Hey, man. I ha- I was a, trying it, it really hard. Right. It does a lot. I right. was trying really hard. I have nothing. How about nothing. we just blow that whistle, huh? <laughs> Speaking of him locking her in the house, and then when she escapes, she locks him in the room. That thin plastic broom... Put near the door handle and touching the door frame would yeah. not prevent that door from opening in any I'm, way, shape, I'm or form. I'm pretty sure I have that broom. Had. Uh, I broke it because I pressed lightly too hard while using it as a broom. Dead fucking serious. I have half a broom sitting in my gra- garage. Shed. Shed. Right now. Because I yeah. broke it in fucking half. You are. I mean, listener, the part you can't see, though, is Jake is extremely manly and muscular, so... He, when That's he, the nicest when he thing brooms, out he brooms, he hulked, he fully hulked out. Yeah, yeah, listener, I am a solid one sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Most of don't mess with it. A lot of that is beer weight too. Yeah, yeah, it happens to the best of us. You know. Yeah, that's why I'm almost a hundred pounds more than Jake. Is beer <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> and that's true. Uh, it's like that scene from Parks and Rec at the beginning of the season where Andy Dwy- uh where Chris Pratt lost a bunch of weight because so because so he could play a Navy SEAL. In uh, Zero Dark Thirty, and him and Ben Wyatt are talking. They're just like, "So wait, you you lost sixty pounds because you stopped drinking beer? Yeah, <laughs> that's beer were you well drinking. <laughs> I know, right? Probably too much. <laughs> how, yeah, how much beer would you have to be drinking? Jesus Christ! <clears throat> Let's never find out. Um, <laughs> my deal. I only, I really only had one nitpick written down, which mm. was uh, I do think it's really funny when. Uh, and this was also in the the sequence that I brought up in Does Middle for the uh, pictures can't hurt me thing, where he's the whole like magical realism dream sequence thing, where he figures out that the apath the apath can't directly hurt him. He's like, oh yeah, pictures can't hurt me, pictures can't hurt me, and then like cut to him being on the ocean. One second later, he's like, oh no, no! Yeah. pictures, <laughs> yeah, 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 my only Not weakness. This. How did you know? <laughs> Not pictures. <laughs> Um, Fuck. He repaired that wall 
by filling 3,000 holes was... with eight gallons of spackle. Just put up a new fucking wall, I, dude. I was just fully, get some new drywall. I was fully <laughs> expecting Jack to have nitpicks with the handyman nature it's of this. Un- I mean, it. he did a great job with the spackle, but this is a stick Dude, can you wall. imagine? I don't know that spackle could do that much work. I mean, for sure not, right? You need mesh. You need drywall. <laughs> he's anyway. he's like, a spackle magician. Talking about witches, man. Wizardry with spackle. He's the real witch He's the here. spackle wizard. <laughs> the spackle witch. God. Just fully Cut. take the wall down. Put up a piece of drywall. It'll cost you half as much and take a lot less time. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is, like, that beer's not that's, open. A, that's a real wall. <laughs> Try to drink a closed <laughs> beer. Yep. Like, that's a, that's a real wall that... Yeah. I, they could have just painted, I guess. Maybe shot that scene first and then punched all the holes in it sure. or something like that. But they they did that. <laughs> you know, like the the people on the set did that to the wall. They patched all of it. Sure, sure. Or they, they did, just they put up a it. new. I, th- I think they probably put up a new wall and put spackle I, all over it. Because yeah, again, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be easier. That is. While we're on that subject, I had a nitpick. It's not a nitpick at all. It's hold just, on before. This how is you, so tied in. How do you pay for all that spackle on a 72-pound a month That's budget? what I'm saying. Mm. You could, I mean, two, two, you probably need three or four full sheets of drywall because they come in twos, but that you, you could do that for, I don't know, I don't know what construction materials cost in London, but. Pre-COVID. Home Depot stuff, pre-COVID. Although, I mean, drywall never went up in price like lumber did, uh, but probably 50 bucks. So you could do it. It's not Honey, easy. I'm fixing the wall, but we're not eating this month. But you Jeez. need a shitload more spack. Spackle's expensive. Yeah, 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 exactly. for sure. Oh my god. Uh, sorry, well, Jake. No, I mean it's all tied together. It's fine. I. It's not a nitpick, but I do have to call out when you have a Chekhov's insert here, and this was that hammer with the red handle. They had two separate shots. One when he was in the hardware store, and it like really zoomed in on that hammer. Followed it, it up, into the basket. Yeah. Picked it up, kind of like. You know, handled it a little bit, felt the weight of the hammer. That, you're like, this is going to come back up. And then they have a shot. Definitely, like, they, he's he's in the, the room where he's kind of, like, starting to dig around at the walls. And there is a circle of tools. And in the middle of that circle of tools is that hammer. And, like, I, I guess he ends up using it primarily when he's going through the process, just, like, bashing at the wall. But, like, it doesn't reach the, the, the height that you would expect it, it to it for that level like of it, detail. It did seem like a Chekhov's item for sure. And then it wasn't, I mean, it was to the degree that he bashed the wall with it more than other stuff, but, probably. But even in the scene when Matt Smith comes in and sees the holes in the walls and he says rats, like, you can see it on the ground, but it's not visually emphasized at all. I'm really sticking on the one where it was literally in a circle of other tools. I, yeah. I don't know. It was a weird one to me. It is a, a weird, weird Chekhov's hammer. So the nitpick hammer. is that it... Wasn't it, a Chekhov's I, hammer. There is the Chekhov's hammer note, and then the the nitpick is that it like isn't. Yeah, it's not strong enough. The Chekhov's yeah. hammer. It is, that it wasn't. is, but it's it's a weak. Yeah, the Chekhov's hammer that wasn't. <laughs> exactly. So this needs to be this needs to be ninety seconds longer. <laughs> One minute of argument. Thirty, 30 seconds, seconds of you of, fuck of yes. bull just and swinging was, hammers. And now we're using the hammer to build things, not tear it down. Yeah. Oh my god. We could okay, at least three minutes longer then. Okay, his okay, we're are we writing his house too? His house too is where yeah, he's just building his we're, house. We're the yeah. qualified authors of that particular piece. Oh my god. He's starting to build an empire as the spackle well, I mean, witch. If the second of part's just about house building, I don't know, Jack. 
Yeah, I mean, fuck, Mark, that kind of spackling talent, this guy's going to do great in London. Yeah, he's he's going places. He's set. <laughs> it's fine. What else, you guys? I, 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 like I said, that was the only nitpick I had was the pictures can't hurt me. Oh, shit, pictures. I had a neat pick of the both the line and the line delivery when Matt Smith is running through the list of rules. Um, the uh, he's running. <laughs> I love what that. he says, and then he says, "No ball games, no games, no balls, no, no games. balls." Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I was thinking about that with the the no quote at the start, but it was way too long. All of the these rules seem arbitrarily punitive. For the record, hundred percent. No friends. How do you yeah. want them to nope. assimilate into society? Oh, you have to go to the Peter Crouch watch it's parties. At the that counts also, as friends, mm, but not at the house. I yeah, think I, I understand damage his friends the, at the finish house. on this fucking terrifically finished council house where women are yeah. schoolgirls are pissing in your front yard because it looks like trash. I think someone lives there now. No shit. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at a woman in the yeah. window while you're pissing. Dead like, locked eyes. Jack, she she was pissed. Here's a neat. I think pick. that's what the Brits say. <laughs> no pee, no pee shyness on that teenaged girl no if i was gonna go pee behind a wall and then i locked eyes with someone i don't think i could muster up i don't she was pissed she was pretty drunk she was taking the piss quite literally and also was taking the piss quite colloquially quite quite colloquially yeah that said it right i didn't i know okay good i was i was making sure (laughs) that it was yeah (laughs) yeah i i i was making sure that you weren't making fun of me and you were just having your own little like tia over here 100 percent the latter cool Mm i don't (laughs) have i have nothing else to say yeah transischemic attack or tie transischemic offense i i guess i have one more oh Uh, we've established that this is a highly physical movie that there is a witch and the physical world. What do they do with the body? Are we going to go out with Madonna's uh, material world? Just asking. What do we do with the body? No. What do they do with the body? I do think it's funny that, like, I uh, so the, the 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 witch did crawl out of the ground, right? Because they have the scene they have where the they rug show over the, floor. the rug over yeah. the floor, which, stent, which I guess is just, like, a sinkhole now. Also, Bull <laughs> definitely, like, lost his arm at least after that ordeal. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, they fixed his house, but he did try and commit suicide. So I don't know. Is he doing OK? Sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, the, the witch was halfway up his shoulder like he was I, inside his arm. Here's what I think. Okay. I think if you pull that rug back, there's just a crumpled up. <laughs> witch as long as there's it. an explanation, there's if he's in the physical world, there is a body. And there's just a there's just a naked Javier Botet just like lying <laughs> on the floor in, in like the perfect enough form to fill in the sinkhole. They could sell that shit for so much money. A dead Javier Botet? A dead witch. Oh. Could you? Probably. Have you dude, tried do you to wear some more like creepy dude. old dude? People are so into more. And you're like, shit. trust me, this guy was a witch when he was what's alive. That, tried what's to that? Crawl, that crawl there's like my that, arm, the whole deal. Yeah. yeah, this guy got like in knuckle there. deep in my arm. There's that like morbidity museum. Where's that in like Philly? Those things exist. People would pay for that shit, dude. People pay for NFTs. They pay for this fucking They are thing. not allowed to supplement their income. We're just making NFT in any way, <laughs> in any way, which includes selling. So, witches, okay, no, this is the plan. This, this is the plan. This is his house too. <laughs> they got him under the rug, and they're gonna have to progress to where they're allowed to have income, and then they're gonna sell it. His house too becomes a slapstick comedy. His house too involves <laughs> NFT of Witch King body, Witch King. Jesus Christ! Stop doing. Or is it, I don't is know. It a I, I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. I can't stop. They, saying they learn it. the museum pays more for a living witch. So they have to weekend at Bernie's. The oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
We did it. We really did it. <laughs> Bleep all of it. Bleep we, this. We can get the same themes going in, in that too, I think, right? With that uh, structure. First in commerce. First in commerce. Saying it. <laughs> saying it now. <laughs> Bye. Let's go Let's to ratings. Let's go to ratings. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> We overdated the horror. Use a one through ten rating system. Try the movies we watch. For one, think about how much we talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. And for ten, think about Warren Zavon would rate the frequency with which he goes home with the waitress. The frequency. 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 I went home with the waitress. The way I always do. Story's the first guy to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. I So I'm jumping in with both feet on this one. I gave it a 10. I think this is damn near perfect story. They There there are hats on hats here, but they are effective. The twist is... Is hats on hats necessarily a bad thing? No. no. And, okay. Well, in, in this case, specifically, Mark just though, gave this is the example. Rating, I just yeah. gave this movie a 10 and then said it was But you used the butt. I mean, hat on a hat is typically used to uh, say that it's completely unnecessary. And, I mean, it's also specifically a term in comedy writing to make a well, absurd situation to educate me. I need you to so tell me. Not... I need you to tell me why you would use that here if it's a 10. Well, I, I don't know. It's a thing I've been recently fascinated with in horror storytelling where you take a horror situation and you twist it in a way that is interesting. I like this. Well, it sounds like you the way you're like... using it, you could apply it to, like, all allegorical horror and this isn't even really allegorical. I, that's actually this is extremely allegorical. What the fuck are you talking about? It is and. It is and. Yes, and. Um, it's also it. physical. He's learning improv, guys. Thanks. Live. <laughs> We've been doing this for years. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's our bit. It's always sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Fuck off. We've never know wide. <laughs> no. We know but. We've yeah, Oh, no, no but. but. God damn it. <laughs> Jake, I, what's your is, rating? The Venn diagram of this joke is weird. Uh, I yeah, he, story story is perfect. I love the I love the breadth of the different scares. I love the depth of the of the character development here and all the things that are going on. It is extremely tight. Although I guess it could have been ninety seconds longer to appease Jacob. It's even too tight, maybe. <laughs> oh, you can't be. Too it's tight. too tight. That's why it's not a ten. But you, okay, fine. Give it your nine and a I half. I gave it a ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like this movie is super fucking depressing, and that. It's it's it it is that in the right way to leave an impact. There are very few movies that do this while still being an enjoyable is a hard word to use, but an enjoyable experience from a story standpoint. I think there's a lot of important stuff happening here. I think there's a lot of great horror that is woven into it from a variety of angles, and none of it feels like too much, which is astounding. Uh, yeah, I guess to to put it from a different perspective. You can't extricate any one aspect of this story without all of it yeah. falling apart. Yeah. It is everything is necessary. It's necessary done. and sufficient. Everything is necessary and it is all sufficient as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I, yep. I completely agree with the ten on for story. It's it's what it does best. Jack, give it your give it your five. No, I gave it a ten. This <laughs> yeah. is, it's okay. fucking fantastic. Mark, to your point on the character development, like there's so many revelations that come with this movie, uh specifically with Ball's character when you realize, like, a- after the twist, you realize why he was so adamant about being unwilling to go back and, like, truly trying to assimilate in a way that was probably deleterious to their relationship and to himself personally. Like, it's deleterious. all so good and so tight and so 
Uh, it's 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 like a really finely tuned machine where everything works together and meshes very very well. All the cogs are are moving in sync. Mm-hmm. We had guy. a we had a high school bio teacher who said deleterious instead of deleterious, <laughs> and I will never forget that. Whittier, yeah, oh, Jesus, well, yeah, just just calling him out. There you go. Uh, he can't still be alive. I was just because there's no fucking way he that guy's 100% alive. Listens to our podcast. He's yeah, one of our biggest definitely. <laughs> I I liked Whittier, dude. He Fuck was great, guys. man. Jake and I became friends because of Whittier. I was just going to say, it was, that's, <laughs> that was Jack in my introduction. He gave you the freedom to look at your own blood under a microscope. Which, he didn't give a shit, dude. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, there were like 50 people in that fucking class. Okay, move on yeah. to immersion. <laughs> World building immersion is our second category. Mark? Uh, it is... <laughs> I, I gave it an eight. It's a very captivating and oppressive situation. Really, the only hit here is that... It, it's hard to watch. You know what I mean? It's absolutely, you you can't tear yourself away, but you want to. So I, I, I mean, I didn't go yeah. perfect because it's not, it's not one that you can easily, I feel like part of immersion too is you kind of have to like be able to slot yourself in. Like more immersive movies, I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is wrong. Are more immersive movies easier to watch? I, I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I I think I might be disagreeing with I think it commonly well, they common they are they don't, they don't need to be. Yeah. So I I I would I would entertain this being even higher and actually if you, you guys threw eight? a 10 in here I gave it an 8. I that's just kind of what it felt like. There are some moments uh where the CG seems a bit much especially in that magic realism sequence. The world building don't is double jeopardize stellar. now. <laughs> I've already I already <laughs> gave story a 10. Yeah, effects come up. Uh Jay. yeah. Can I go? Yeah, it's my turn. I gave it. That's eight why and I said Jake. I'm, I'm pretty same page with Mark here. Uh, it the world they build is a depressing one. Uh, it's very real, and it is something that I think as you watch it, you will be very uncomfortable with. But it is to an end, and I appreciate that. It's very difficult to give it higher though, because you're going to be aware of the fact that you're uncomfortable and watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I gave it a ten. Look, yeah. one. I can see it. This the world That's, they build, yeah. I think, is is so perfect for what the movie's trying to do. How bleak everything is. Her, even them using it to kind of maybe get supernatural with the like labyrinthine, like broken down walls and stuff, is fantastic. Their house, in particular, his house is uh, really, really fucking good. Um, we didn't even his really dive too, back house. into that. Yeah, um, but I can't dock him anything for the world building i think it's consistent and cohesive and great and then i was immersed in this thing from start to finish and yeah it's a rough watch it's bleak and it's a downer but man i was fucking into it the only thing i could see penalizing it for for me was how jarring the the fantasy sequence was the amount of spackle was (laughs) (laughs) but even that i'm not i mean i see what it's doing and it didn't it really didn't pull me out until the second viewing so i'm giving it a 10 um there's not yep. much I can do about that. Sure. That's going to take us into Scare Factor, I Mark. I gave it an eight, and honestly, this could also probably be higher. It's one of those ones where it's like it's kind of hard to differentiate the top of the scale. Um, I was taken out a bit. The reason this isn't higher for me is because, as I've as I've said, the one gripe I had about this movie was basically what the Apeth looks like in the in the ultimate scenes of this movie. Um, and other than that, it's extremely intense. The ghosts are pretty fucking creepy. I love 
the jump scare that we haven't talked about where Naya runs at him with a knife from the corner but of the But we room. also like the jump scare that we did talk about. We too, also so. really like the jump scare. I mean, it's a scary what movie. What did you guys this, think of the this footprints movie. scene? I loved the footprints. Where uh, he turns the light on and there and are then ghosts, they... but then you can still see the footprints moving toward him. That's yeah. pretty good. Notably, I was actually going to bring, I'm just going to say it now, I was going to bring was this gonna. up during, <laughs> during the effects part because from an audio standpoint, that scene shined for low-key reasons, right? He turns the light on, you see the footprints, but it's actually the sound throughout that entire sequence, but particularly with those footprints that I thought was awesome. So just put that into what I'm going to say for the next category when we get there because I'm not going to say it again. Okay, well, talk about your scare effects. Talk about my scare factor. You gave it an eight? I gave it an eight. My scare effects. Is that what you said? Your scare effects. Love it. Uh, I didn't. This is like this the is first... the hangover cast. Okay, the fact that we're able to string sentences together is actually quite impressive. I'm oh my moving god! Past yeah. hangover, back into tipsy. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. I need to get there. Um, I this is the first time we've diverged a little bit. I gave it a lower score. I gave it a six and a half. Interesting. I do think it's scary. I don't disagree with what you said, but the overall impact of the movie to me was profoundly more sad and depressing than and scary. It mm-hmm. removes from some of the fear to me because it is so depressing. Do you remember the first time you watched this movie? Yeah. What, how would you say your viewing changed? Because um, I would say I was way more scared on the first The viewing. first viewing? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's probably sure. right. That's yeah. Well, I don't know if I... I don't want to say that's probably right. I don't like way more. I probably was more scared because you're only going to get hit by some of these scares... Once. You're, once. And you're not I, like I said, the jump scare the... still gets me, but I know it's coming. Like when you're totally unready for it, it is different. Right? But also yeah. on the first viewing, my mind isn't like constantly reeling with the like tragedy of the plight of refugees. It, it's which it very much yeah, is on there, the second viewing. Like there there could be a bit of, of that creeping in, which I try not to do. Uh but I'm sorry. Like I can only talk about my viewing. And that's what yeah. it was. No, I was sure. I was more sad and depressed than I was scared. It's still a scary movie. Yeah, I gave it a seven, and I agree with you guys. I, Mark, to your point, not only the apex itself, but the way they killed it, and then also the scene where he says, yeah. uh, "Pictures can't hurt me," and then <laughs> oh no, pictures like that's that's still <laughs> true. It! So it's not it's not the scariest villain in the world, like because they can physically defeat it that takes away some of the scare for yeah me. you're kind of right like she just fucking owns it she's just yeah. like fuck you yeah for sure what the fuck they should have done Bullets, that in the first place my only weakness why didn't they do that in the first place <laughs> they didn't want to that's why so it's it's still very scary there's good jump scares there's good existential horror there's good dread there's a lot of good stuff it's it's but it's a seven for me yeah which is going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof mark I mean, feeding a fed horse at this point, but the the, the CG lets you down at some key points. Um, I gave it a seven and a half. It definitely does look good. Um, props, costuming, sets, lighting, all fantastic. Jake's about to talk about the sound mixing. Not going to uh, say it again. He's not going to say it, it again. Good. I'll talk about the sound mixing then. Good sound mixing. <laughs> um, good, good, like, shot construction all the way through. Really, the only thing that doesn't look good is the... And, I mean, it looks fine, but... A few of the monsters, as well, a few of the ghosts, as well as the Apeth. I mean, whatever they did, what you... they did a great job. On, if this is a ten million dollar budget, that is fucking fantastic. I'll tell you what happens when you're trying to review a really, really good movie. You you have to like you can't give everything a ten. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if this is how like the, this weird like psychological thing also shows up in your guys's ratings, or it's just mine potentially. But like, 
I probably artificially penalized this one because all of the I don't other like It's a similar thing to when you're taking a test and you're just guessing and you're like, well, I answered C three times in a row. The next one can't, so it can't, can't be C again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like giving tens. There you go. It means seven it can't be better. I gave it a seven and a half. So what what are you penalizing it for though? The I, I, yeah. Oh, you okay. The monster both the Apeth as well as the ghosts in a few of the like middle scenes. Mm-hmm. Actually specifically the scene where the, the footprints are there, right? When he turns the lights back off and he's like surrounded by the monsters yeah. and he's struggling to turn the light back on. Sure. Which is a great sequence in and of itself. But, but you I, they look looks very they good. look meh. Especially and in the in the sequence where he's initially like in the ground and all of them are coming up from the from the depths of the water they look eh, they look fine not great yeah the water scenes don't look they perfect. look like, they look exactly when seven and a half out of ten when he's first looking down at them from above the water too yeah and it kind of has that like lord of the ringsian death marshes element to it that doesn't look very good it actually looks very similar to what the death marshes look like in lord of the rings which might even look worse huh I guess Jake, you need to go what's back your and, score? You need to go back and watch the director's cut of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'll fucking do Next it. Yeah, Jake loves that 15 shit. Hours. I'll do it again. Uh, it's my turn. Yeah. I gave it an eight and a half, but I have no real... I, ha- I have nothing else to add to what Mark said. We've we've kind of gone pretty hard on all this stuff already. I don't need to belabor the point at this time. I'm also not going to add any more about the audio. I think it sounded good. <laughs> I gave it an eight. I do want to talk a little bit about the audio because the things going bump in the night Ooh. are one of the strongest parts of this movie. This viewing in particular, I watched it with like big over the ear headphones on my computer, like big my old big cans for my computer. And holy shit, the like very subtle whispering of the Apeth in the early scenes and the yeah. stuff happening behind him, like it, it works very well on like good stereo headphones. Uh, I am so. curious if this would. I didn't watch this in my basement that has the better sound system. I wonder if I wonder how much the work they did with like 3D audio and it like stuff. It feels like you. a lot from these stereo headphones I have. It felt like like I could hear stuff behind me. It was stereo really headphones. Yeah. You have stereo headphones. Well, Mark, you understand what I'm saying. Headphones. I, no, that I, have I the do. You just said stereo to... headphones like 16 times in the last two minutes. <laughs> uh, overall, Mark, it's a 10. I I would actually love to go back and do a. Maybe this is something we do on this year's Omnibus once we've selected our top one for that. Well, no, we wouldn't want to do that. Anyways, we should rank all of our top ones in order. Interesting. For the year? Huh? Our our favorites of the year. No, all of our top ones. Our our top ones from every year. This will be the this will be the fifth omnibus that we have. Sixth, That's fine. fifth, or sixth. Omnibus. I'm just trying to make sure he didn't mean top one in the sense that we do it every month. And I'm like, I haven't watched. No, that no, 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 no. So the top one from the last year's yeah. omnibus individually, not rank as them as the best because I would I would be curious to know where this one falls. For me, it's this is it's it's pretty hard for me to say this isn't the best movie that we have ever given a best award to. Interesting. This yeah. is a damn good movie. You gave us ten overall. Yeah, Jake. Did I steal your thunder? Yeah, you did. I'm no, sorry. I didn't give it a 10. Oh. Uh, I gave it a 9. This is a very, very good movie. I just can't get over the hurdle with the... I, it's a depressing piece, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, some of this... Like, I, I like darkness in my horror, for sure. Like, there's an element of that. But there is an element here that is different. It's drama. It's real-world depression. That... We, we talk about how we like horror being an escape. And I've trended more towards that over recent years. Gestures at world around us, right? Uh, this is not <laughs> going to help you with that, so that's why it's keeping it from being perfect to me. Have you have you conti- So you've only ever way. given one ten, right? Probably. You gave a ten to Jaws, I think. Yeah, Jaws is the only one I can remember. 
Yeah. Did I did I relent and then like retroactively give a ten to From Dust Till Dawn too because it's such a dumb thing that's just my favorite. To what? I haven't a clue. From Dust oh, Till Dawn. Dawn. I might have. No, retroactively... you gave that like an eight point six six six. Some weird. No, but I think of. I retro. I don't know if it's in there, but I think we had like some discussion where I relented and was like, "Fine, it's ten because I can't have my favorite horror movie of all time not be a 10. Yeah, we re-reviewed it in twenty nineteen. I don't gave, know if I gave it a ten. You or gave not. it a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Because you're an asshole, Mark. What other it's movies? Not have per- you given it's a not a perfect to? I don't movie. Remember. Um. Let's see here. So. Get out. I mean, uh, honestly, going back and doing this, reviewing our top ones of every month or every year has has provided a lot more tens for my list because I feel like if it's the best movie of the year, it probably should be a 10. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's supposing that every year produces a perfect movie. <clears throat> Get out was one. Coherence was one. Oh, that's an interesting 10. I, I stand by it. Which one? Coherence. It's a great movie. What? Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is this is riveting for the listeners of the yeah, this Scroll is horrible. Excel document. Just just bed something fun, Jack. <laughs> okay, thanks. Da, 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 ja- da, bed da, some da. bed some sexy sax man or something. I bet the yeah. entertainer in, yeah, Mark. That's what I'll do. Jaws, paranormal activity, Silence of the Lambs. Guys, I can pick pre- I I give tens to good movies. I'm doing this right. Oh, and you're next, obviously. Well, look, spoiler alert, I gave this a ten too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and Almost I, a perfect. I gave 10. Get Out a ten. I think that might be the only overall ten I've given. Question mark. I don't other know. Other than this. Uh, other than this, yeah. Two what two overall f- tens. No classics though. Hmm. hmm. You're a fan of that modern horror. He loves it. Apparently. Loves it. We should start a website about modern horrors. Um, <laughs> Damn, that's a good name. Look, this is a. This Let's is, do it. This movie is. F- kind of flawless like we we had literally nothing to say we were all very much reaching and struggling to it's, talk about something the movie did wrong it's a great movie we gave it's, it a 10 a 10 and a 9 it's the only reason i gave it a 9 because it's sad this is the first time we have ever collectively had no actual things the movie does wrong and we we all individually said we're, we're just writing things down in order to not have a blank spot on our worksheet sure. essentially yeah so it's yeah. good it's fucking good shouldn't movie. have been 90 minutes man they did it for the man. It should have been an extra 90 seconds long, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is a real complaint. Needs more bull no, the hammer fact that, that when I pulled moving movie his answer, He's moving a score to a six. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. There was for the man. They let him get it down. And I hated it. But none of those were words. What did you just say? <laughs> uh, let's talk about for to whom the hell we would recommend this. Everyone. It's a great. Fucking watch this movie. It's great. People who yeah. haven't seen it. Yep. Uh, that's actually, I, I, that's a noteworthy statement that we haven't really discussed. Um, you guys, I think are going to hard disagree. I don't know that this is one I needed to see twice. I don't know that I want to watch this again. This is one I don't want to see more than once every couple of years. Yeah, for sure. And I, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to put this on, like just if I'm sitting down trying to watch a horror movie, but if someone suggested or some reason I end up watching it again, I certainly won't be unhappy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, okay, I'm introducing fair. a new that's concept fair. That's here. Fair, that's fair, that's fair. What's the turnoffable quotient of this movie? If it's already on and you walk in and it's been playing for ten minutes, it's already tur- been on for ten minutes. Yeah, I don't think I can turn this movie, movie off at any point. You say that again. You don't think you can? I or don't do? think so. That's what I'm saying. Like this, this one. Well, would plus be it's ninety minutes. Right? It's a it's a big hurdle to it's get short. over. It's a big hurdle to get over to put it on, but like if it's already on, I'm not turning it off. Sure, I'm fucking watching. It's okay. captivating yeah, from from tip to tail. True, and statement stands. I think that, that who is this for? It's for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I will say we haven't really talked about that at all. The dis- the difference between first and second viewings. We did. 
a little a bit. A little bit in Scare yeah. Factor. First viewing was a lot more intense. Second viewing was a lot more... Um, sad. Sad, yeah, exactly. So if you want to continue to get sadder and sadder, I guess, maybe that's what's happening here. That's basically what you're saying? <laughs> just go just, on living in today's world? Yeah. Yeah, great. All you got to do is pay attention to the world around you. Oh, God. <laughs> on that sour note. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. This has been episode 241 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out and you like what we got going on, you know what to do at this point. In fact, you're probably already a Patreon member. But if you're not, you might want to consider becoming one. The link is going to be down there in the description below, along with all the other stuff where you can go and check out what we're doing on social media or at the website. Not much right now, to be honest. That said, that said, (laughs) I know, right? That said, the proceeds are continuing to go to Feeding America as they have been for really the last couple of years. You can get on board, get some great perks, uh, and know that your money's going to a good place. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going to have a slight change of pace. Uh, I wouldn't call this a sad movie. It's Hatchet. Adaptation <laughs> of the Gary movie. Paulson novel. <laughs> that would be much more I'm sad. Getting, getting these jokes out of the way now, so hopefully I don't yeah, make a yeah, thousand please, of them Please, 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 please. No. <laughs> PLZ, no. I can't promise it's ha- anything. It's Hatchet. It's Hatchet next week. Until then, get your buddies to drink some beers and watch some more movies. That's what happened. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Dude, the game fully starts with you like floating through a void, and then God shows up and is like, Hi, here's a phone. Go back in time and find Pokemon for me. Okay? Cool. It's God. It's me, God. Bye.